Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring me, Dags, and today we have Johnny Rage. Get ready, folks. This is a powerful American pop culture podcast, and Johnny Rage is back. Dags, I, I, you always say this is a powerful podcast, and I always took it for granted. For years, I've been down here in the barn with you, but I have took a sabbatical from actually being with you and came back today. And this is powerful. This microphone in front of me, I, I'm back in the saddle. I feel powerful. It's like putting on your favorite pair of jeans. You're just ready, set. Powerful. Yeah, yeah it is. Do you have that go-to pair of jeans that when they're, uh, up, when they're ready to roll, you, you grab them, you know that, okay, this is a good three, four days of comfortableness? Now, uh, I always worry about, do you know when to switch like we're in uh, the great state of Minnesota here, Minnesota. Do you know when to switch from a jacket to no jacket? Because the jeans thing is the problem I have is you wear the jeans all the time. Look at the hands moving. Can yeah. you see the hands moving? I see them. Powerful. Power- I see. I miss that. I know. I miss that. Move, I know. Do, do, it, do it some more. Move those. Right hands. there. Gosh. I'm like a puppet master. Oh, you are. Damn. Welcome, flock That's of Amish. Sexy. So sexy. So you're wearing the jeans, yeah. and then it gets warm, and I don't know. Should they have like a thing on your phone that tells you it's warm now? Transition. Well, they do. It's called the temperature. I mean, we, how we does all, that work? Basically, you look. Are we? We have an Alexa. I just say Alexa. What's temperature today in the White Bear Lake area? Highs of eighty-two. Now I notice. Speaking of jeans, you're wearing jeans today. I haven't had a, a pair of jeans on. Uh, why did I think you're wearing jeans? You're wearing kind of those two-third. Penny pushers, or what do you call that thing? They're wacky khaki camo. <laughs> or was pants. that a, was that a pair of pants that you had when you were about ten, and you refused to give them up, and now they just barely go down to your calf? What's up with that? What do we describe that as? Which you're currently wearing? <laughs> it's two words. <laughs> what? Sex E. <laughs> Is E a word? That's a letter. Sex it's easy, e. easy E. Uh, anyway, um. Tradition, generally we talk about, well, you didn't answer my question about when you find that comfortable pair of jeans in the winter months, how many days is acceptable? Because day one, day two, when they're freshly washed, they're still kind of tight. How many days of movement does it take to kind of break them in? And then how many days after that is acceptable for you to continue to wear them? I will argue you should never wash your jeans. What would you do? Just wear them until they disintegrate. <laughs> so what happens with my jeans, by the way, guys, uh, powerful review today. We have two reviews. We have the Impossible Burger, the oh, Impossible man. Whopper. I've waited in parking lots for months for this. And also, uh, 
We uh, have a beverage, Johnny Rages. Describe that beverage right now. Oh, I, I love the packaging here. On yeah, this let's. Uh, do you want to get right into this review? Well, or? no, we got to let's finish our topic we'll on jeans, our, and then we're going to talk about jeans. jeans. Yeah. Well, we're going to finish her. We'll wrap it up. I'm just okay. Wondering. So we have a, a alcoholic beverage. Yep. Called hard water. I'm going to try and this. and we have a impossible, impossible whopper. All right, go ahead. All right. Uh, well, I'm just asking you, Diggs. What's that limitation for jeans in the winter months? You know, when you you wash them, they're tight. So you got two or three days of just tight jeans, and then you kind of get to that break-in point, and then there's a point where they get overbroken in, and they're loose, and they kind of drop down. How many days is acceptable in your world to wear a pair of jeans consecutively before it's like, okay, time to, time to go to my less comfortable pants? I just keep going. Okay. I'd say seven days. That would be acceptable. Wow. You're very neat. I am. Neat and tidy. You're very tidy. Um, we've been waiting for this. We've talked about this on the podcast before. People who have listened to this podcast know I was waiting in the parking lot of Burger King for months, just like concert goers or Black Friday people who stand in front of Walmart shops for days ahead of time, get a tent, or maybe people like you, Degs, that want to see Star Wars camp in front of the movie theater. I've done, the, I've done this for the Impossible Burger at Burger King. You can hear the bag. Can you hear that, Degs? Bring it up to the microphone. Oh, with, man. With the flock of Amish, the fans enjoy that. Well, I mean, with any type of food, for me, you don't just delve into it. There's a process here. You look at the bag. Okay, it's a typical brown bag. For some reason, brown bags makes food look and smell and taste better, and you haven't even eaten yet. Do you agree with me, or do you like the old white McDonald bag? Everybody's gone do with this Do you enjoy one. the graphics on there? I love it. It's kind of a faded look to it. Um, they have a little adver- advertisement here. You can download their app. Everybody's got that. But I just like the presentation of the Burger King bag. The brown bag sack, kind of like I'm a hardworking guy. I made this myself, but I didn't. Would, so, you, would you say that's vintage, retro? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. The 70s. So now, as you can hear, I'm pulling this thing out of the bag, and inside is my receipt. And we'll put that to the left. I'm going to crumple the bag, okay? But then we always have to go, are we all trained that, all of your waste from your hamburgers, french fries, and stuff goes back into the brown bag, and then you throw it away. Right oh, now. you condense it? Yeah. Here's my receipt. What is a, let's start off. What does it cost to get yourself an Impossible Burger? With tax, $5.99. I didn't get the fries. I wanted my palate to be clean for this because this is a legitimate review, and I thought fries would kind of screw with the taste of the Impossible Burger. Do you want to smell the bag? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Smell the sack. <laughs> oh, onions, tomatoes, mayo. Yeah, yeah. What oh. is the first thing that your powerful uh, onions. sniffer? Onions. onions. Yeah. Oh, man. Are you going to try any of this, or are you just going to leave this up to me? You know what's funny? I didn't tell you. Yeah. I didn't want to taint it. Oh, boy. You had one. I had one. When? Well, hold on. Don't say a word. I mean, just when, though. You can answer that. Okay. When, when did you have it? Yesterday. Okay. So right now we are the unveiling. The unveiling. Maybe we should get a picture here. Hold on. I think you should. All right. Keep talking. I'm going to take a picture. Okay. I, I'm just, I opened it up, and like Dag said, I unveiled it, and you've got that sesame seed bun. That alone just says, eat me, gobble me up. Oh, man. It looks exactly from the outside, Dags. You'd have to agree. No, I'm going to need you to take the bun halfway. Halfway off, just like they do in those commercials. Now, a lot of it's going to come off because it's been there for a while, but there we go. How do you like that? Just like the commercial. Look at the uh, flame broiled in the Senate, too. They even, they even they got that 
down. Is that markers or is it actually broiled? We'll find out. Because remember in high school you had the soy yeah, soy burgers and they used the marker to put the grill marks. A piece of lettuce fell out, so I'm going to try that first. I wonder if it's impossible lettuce or is it? No, it's real lettuce, isn't it? Is the lettuce, do you smell the essence of the impossible burger on the lettuce? No, not at all. I just took one little sneak peek. or one. Sneak okay, peek. I'm going to need you to smell the burger now. Smell it? Okay. I'm bringing it. I'm drawing it to my nostrils. I'm opening up, taking the top bun off. The bouquet. Look at, look at the goodness. Can, can you get one more photo of that, please? All right, stand by. Keep talking. I mean, just the goodness, the sloppy goodness of a Whopper. This says sloppiness. This says goodness on one. Um, one thing as I, as I look at the hamburger, again, this is the Impossible Burger, review of the Impossible Burger from Burger King. I notice the uniform shape. Do you catch that, Diggs? See how uniform that burger patty is? Like the uniforms they wear? No, 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 no. The uniformity of it. Notice this edge of it. The symmetry. Yeah, the symmetry. I don't like that in a hamburger. I'll, I'll, I'll start with that remark. So it's too, it's too symmetrical. It's yes. too machine-made. You, you, you want an asymmetry. Yeah. You want an amorphousness. You want it beautifully organic-looking. Yeah, I want, it's, you know, when you form your own pat, when, when we do hamburger, when I do a hamburger on the grill, we form our own patties. A lot of people will go to Sam's Club or Costco and they buy that 20 pack of those bricks. They're all symmetric. Bam, 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 bam. I says now brick, wapa. Uh, uh, uh. So, Ow. um, I don't like that pre-made form patty. They're frozen. People usually take them right from the freezer put them in the oven or put them on the grill. Are you a fan of that style of hamburger? Interjection. I'm going to interject. I think what it is is uh, Ray Kroc, Henry Ford. I think what they wanted to do, they wanted everything to be the same. Mm-hmm. So they wanted everything to be uniform. So if you went to a McDonald's in uh, Kuala Lumpur or the great state of Minnesota, everything would be the same. So I think that's maybe why. and that's. Part of the what you don't like is the uniformity. You want it more like a handmade. mom and pa's, you know, yeah. mom and pop's handmade kitchen. Right. Like like I'm saying, when I make them for myself, we never have the preformed patties. Never. And that's my first observation of the impossible burger is the symmetry of it. I don't like that in a hamburger. I like there to be low points, high points, thicker in the middle not you, so thick you want to have to use a t- topography map yes okay exactly now smell it again i don't i'll tell you what though i do like the layout it looks just like a whopper in terms of the appropriate amount of mustard on this thing excuse me not mustard but mayo uh the i love mayo and this is one reason though that they say this isn't truly for vegans vegans don't like anything with eggs in it and mayo has eggs that's so, easily remedied though they could uh, easily put on a a vegan meal. Okay. Well, tell another, me the smell though. Tell us right, about the smell. smell. Let's just draw it back to my nose again. Let's just get the smell. Oh. Reminds me of my youth. Oh. Mm, the smell of it. White meal. Anyway. You know, smell is there 100% as if it was a regular Whopper. Um, I like the, the presentation. Uh, it, it looks exactly like it would if you open up the top on, on a Whopper. You'd agree with me, Dags, on that? Yes. Except, I, I'm, again, I'm going to get back to the hamburger. It's too symmetrical. I don't like that. I agree with you. I'm, it is a very symmetrical-looking burger. 
it is not as organic looking as the original beef Whopper. Right. Now, in fairness to Burger King, I'm eating this thing cold, and that's not one of my favorite things to do, even if it's not the impossible burger. Do you want me to nuke it? That might not be a bad idea. Uh, no, no, hold on, hold on. Let's take one bite as it currently Yeah, but sits. if you take a bite now, do you feel that will ruin your experience? No, no. I, I, I'm just looking at this. Would you be able to remember what a cold Whopper tastes like to compare yeah. it? Yes. Okay, yes. here we go. All right, so now I'm looking at Stand the bottom. I'm looking at now the bun and obviously all the vegetables and the toppings are exactly the same as it would be a normal Whopper. The only difference being this Impossible Burger, made out of kind of a magical. Do we know what's in this Impossible Burger? There's fruits and vegetables, or is it? Uh, well, let's just say Area 51 had something okay. to do with it. Okay, well here we go. Stand by. Stand by. First bite ever of the Impossible Burger from Burger King. In I'm th- tingling all over. In three. Two, one. Just took a powerful bite. Here we go. Powerful analysis. Johnny Rage is chewing it. He's looking around. He's looking up and to the right. That's what those foodies do. They always look up when they're eating. I don't know why. They're, it's like a powerful vision. I'm going in for bite two. Bite okay. two. Bite two. Here we go. Bite two. Another powerful bite. There's a lot of shaking involved, trembling. There's a lot of uh, sesame seeds are being sprayed out, much like a claymore mine being detonated. <laughs> mm. Mm, even his phone is blowing up as we talk. Um, you know, Dags, I have to admit, I'm 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 pleasantly surprised here. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Um, here is here is one thing I read though. About the vegan thing, getting back to that, I said vegans aren't going to like this because there's mayo. You said they could use a vegan mayo, okay? Obviously, but when they they flame broil this as they do their normal Whopper, that's their claim to fame, Burger King. But what they're doing is they're flame broiling this on the same uh, grill where the beef patties, that's the biggest complaint from the vegans. The beef patties have already been cooked prior this one is getting mixed up with little tidbits and juices from a regular beef patty. Does that make sense to you? It does, but maybe they could change that. Here we go. Bite three. Let's get bite into Bite three. Just took bite three. Mm-hmm. It was powerful experience, almost religious. Mm-hmm. You know, if you recall, Diggs, several months back when this new rage came out uh i think white, powerful white castle was the first weren't they now that's funny i want to jump in here white castle had the vision had the balls the kahunas give me some more cajones the mardi gras beads what are some other cool words but anyway what they had the vision to go with the impossible burger mm-hmm. and we both enjoyed that no white, i didn't i didn't enjoy that i use that as a term everything is enjoying mm-hmm. you know that yeah. so we both enjoyed that I, I i enjoyed their vision the way to go with the white castle the problem is it wasn't a slider the slider is a very thin meat mm-hmm. and it has holes in it for the steam to come through so i think it wasn't a fair comparison to say that the white castle was a slider it was more like it was a white castle burger 
not a slider, just a, an alternative to the slider, but I don't think it was trying to be the slider. In, in Whereas the Whopper here, they tried to make a scene-for-scene scene copy of the Whopper. So I don't think it's fair to compare it, but I do give White Castle props for being the first to embrace it. But I'm going to talk with my mouth full. Oh, it's powerful. I think it's a good effect to have, especially when you're doing a food review. And here, here's a couple things that you have to take, uh, you have to look at also. You take mayonnaise and throw it on anything that's good, correct? So the Whopper has a distinct advantage over White Castle because it piles on the mayo, piles on the tomato, piles on the pickles, piles on the onions, and then you have the Impossible Burger inside all that goodness. Now, I want to jump in here. I think it's it's really apples and oranges comparing the two because the slider, they're small, they're small little almost bite-sized burgers. So I think you get a cumulative effect of them. You know, with the onion, the pickle, the cheese, I like cheese on there. I prefer them steamed. So the Whopper is typically you have one Whopper. Right. But with a slider, I mean, even the person with the smallest appetite is going to have a couple at least. Right. But so I, I don't think it's fair to compare those two. So let's get back to your experience well, you, you have of to the compare, Whopper. You have to compare the two because what I'm saying, it's kind of like everybody that says, I love venison. And you say, oh, really? How do you, how do you prepare it? Oh, I take cream of mushroom soup and then I dip it into Worcester sauce. And then on top of that, I've got this mustard ketchup combination. It's like, wait a minute, dude, you obviously don't enjoy venison because you're absolutely covering up the taste with all the side stuff. Well, that's true. That's, 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 that, that's true. That's like sausage too. It's like, oh, did you have some of my bear sausage? But that's and like, what I'm and saying. Like, yeah, and like 99% of it is pork. That's what I'm saying no, about you're right. I'm, that's what I'm saying about the Whopper. The Whopper has kind of that cream of mushroom soup effect with the mayo, the tomatoes, all that goodness. You could put here probably a block of wood in there and it would taste good. So now, let just, me ask you this. Do you want to break off a piece of the meat? I'm gonna do that. I, I was gonna that was gonna be phase two. I ate it as a whole sandwich. Now I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna uncover this impossible burger. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna eat it naked. Just look at it for a minute. Just look I, again. It's uh, symmetrical, perfect in size and shape. No, don't even say anything. Just look at it right now. Right now he's looking. God, it's powerful. All right, go ahead. Okay, I'm I'm kicking a pickle off the real estate here of the impossible. Now, period. do you like the pickles generally? No, are you a pickle person? I'm really not a pickle guy. What's really strange is you've got those foods you'll eat in dif different circumstances. I will eat a full pickle. But I do not like pickles on my hamburgers. Also a mushroom. I will eat mushrooms raw. I will eat mushrooms on my steak. Do not put a mushroom on my hamburger. It's just a weird. Whoa. Because raw mushrooms, that's a whole different thing. Uh, do you eat raw mushrooms? You know, I would, but I prefer them sauteed. You prefer them, but would you eat them? Uh, yeah, I'll eat anything, okay. but I don't want to. Okay. All right. Well, I'm kicking off pickles. I'm kicking off. Now, this is some full research here for the flock. I'm actually going to take my tissue, my napkin. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb right now, and this might be our best episode. Wow. Well, of course, it involves food. I mean, anytime yes. you get me around food, it would be the best episode. Hold on, though. I'm actually dabbing. That's a proper word. When yes. You... As he dabs, I want to thank everyone that listened to this powerful podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I just had a powerful giveaway where I gave away... 1995 collectible Spider-Man stickers from the powerful animated show. Wow, cool. 
So go to Twitter, follow us at Amish B Machine. I'm sure there will be more giveaways. We are on YouTube. Subscribe YouTube. Go to Facebook. Like our Facebook page. Patreon. If you want to help support this powerful show, go to patreon.com. Also links on AmishBabyMachine.com. Give us your support and we will love you forever. Also, merch. God, I got a lot of merch. Powerful t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, everything that you would need with powerful logos. Check out our merch. Also, our podcast is everywhere. Check it out. Podbean, YouTube. It automatically goes up to YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it, we got it. And now let's get back to Johnny Rage. Well, another thing too, if you have Alexa, just ask ask Alexa to pull up the Amish baby machine. Yeah, thank you. Yes. And now in, in the great state of Minnesota, it's hands-free driving. Yeah. So just do everything Bluetooth. Just say, tell the world that you want to hear Amish baby machine, the most powerful podcast ever created. Is there a moment we can talk about that hands-free thing too? Or Yes, let's... Uh, All right, let's get back. All right, I'm in the Impossible Burger. Review to eat the Impossible Burger. I... um. Went to Burger King today. The Impossible Burger was released in all Burger King stores across the 48 contiguous, I believe. Unleashed. And I decided I did have it at White Castle. Didn't like it. I thought, you know what? I'm going to try it again in the form of a Whopper. And that's what we're doing here today on the Amish Baby. Johnny Rage is reviewing for you to see if it's worth a trip to Burger King or not. But is it ever not worth a trip to Burger King? I mean, let's face it. You can never go wrong. It's like, when do you ever go to Burger King and say, damn it, why did I go there? Never. Right, Dags? I do enjoy that they have apple pie as a slice. It's not like deep fried or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a slice of apple pie, and I enjoy that. All right, now let's see if I enjoy the uh, naked Impossible Burger. I'm going to sniff it, the sniff test. Sniffing. Okay. Now, again, it does have that meat smell and flavor, but this has been basting in the juices. Of- you know, I got I to gotta wonder if it really has been. Why do you say that? Well, it's possible, but I, I think, let's just say that uh, that's its own natural fun. Right, here we go. In three, I'm going to bite into this in three, two, one. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? Mmm, the chewing. Oh, my God. Wow. I feel like the cookie monster. I just want to grab this thing and I love cookie. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm really trying to criticize this thing, but stage two, eating it naked. I know I'm not supposed to talk with my mouth full. No, it's, if that were the case, I'd never be able to talk the rest of my life. Yes. I, again, I, let me just go naked again here. Break off another little piece. Because it's I, quite an experience just watching you. Oh, man. It, I love food. I just love to touch it, feel it. I just love to look at it. And look, They say they can make this thing bleed. I guess that would be when they're forming the patty. But they're not forming these patties. You can tell these are factory sealed. Let's go in here for another bite. Ready? In three, two, one. Another bite. Another bite of the Impossible Burger by Johnny Rage. Powerful review on the most powerful podcast ever created. Gosh, I almost wonder if they didn't screw up on the order and give me the regular Whopper here. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? It was just like a big scam. They're really, there is no impossible burger. They're just giving you the regular hamburger and pretending. Let me give another taste. Man, I, Diggs, I, I, riveting. I, I mean, 
I'm a meat loving guy. Okay. So I'm not the target audience that they're after. So I don't foresee myself ever need why, why when you enjoy meat, don't you just go directly to the meat? Obviously I'm not the target audience, but man, I'll tell you what, for something that is synthetic, this is, this is, uh, this past. I wouldn't say it's synthetic. Well, what, what would you say? Plant-based. I really think they're taking, mm, boy, this is far better than the one I had at White Castle. I'll tell you that right now. Um, it's got a, it has something to do, I think, with the fame, flame broiled portion of it. Because do you know how when you open up your grill and you see all the remnants from what you cooked a week ago still on there? And then you heat it up again and you can smell, oh, yeah, that was steak we had last time. Those remnants are now going to be passed over, passed along to the next food that you prepare. That's kind of, I think we have a little bit of this going on with it. What do you think? No, I don't really think so. You don't think so? And if, if it did, it wouldn't be enough to affect the flavor. You know, Dags, I, I got to say, other than um, I'm a pretty tough customer, too, when it comes to food. I'm a pretty bare bones, basic individual. I'm a meat lover. You're a simple man. You're a basic bitch. But now, if the world we were have to, we, if, if zombies attacked and ate all of our cows, never fear, because now we have a backup plan. That's what I'm going to say. But that was pretty darn good. I, I would give that a high rating. Whoa. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that was very, other than the perfect symmetry of it, which most people aren't as weird as I, they don't look at the meat, the dimensions. They just bite into it. Okay. Now I enjoyed one also. What I want to w- talk about is what do you think about the finish of it? They don't like uh, with the real meat, there's more of that greasiness. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about this uh, Whopper, the Impossible Whopper, is it was a clean. Very clean when you're done. You you get the flavor in your mouth, but that's it. You don't have that aftertaste. And a lot of times, you know, they talk about gut bombs. It, it seems like this didn't sit in my stomach like a greasy burger would. Mm-hmm. You get the flavor, and then when you're done, it's 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 almost refreshing because you don't you're not bogged down by that greasiness. What do you think? Well, one thing I noticed you talk about the palate when when I got the White Castle Impossible Burger, the first bite turned me off i felt like it was kind of a sandy grit cardboard taste and you're saying well when have you ever eaten sandy grit and cardboard sometimes i get really hungry okay um there was a grittiness to it and a sandpaper cardboard feel to it then when i swallowed it the payoff on that hamburger was the aftertaste this whopper however had the consistent taste from the moment i bit into it as the sandwich and then when I pulled it out and ate it naked, I thought it was a very consistent flavor. Um, it never once gave off the feel that I wasn't eating a hamburger, that this wasn't real meat. Now, I, I wonder about the, the Impossible Slider, the White Castle Burger. I wonder if that was kind of like a proving ground and that this is 2.0. I mean, they, they had that come out and then they put in this massive research in the powerful Burger King labs to get it exactly right. And and I know they I know they changed the recipe. They went from wheat based to soy based. So I wonder, you know, that from the release of the White Castle burger slider to this one, there's gotta be a lot of changes. It's almost like CGI or video games where you see the progression. It gets better and better. I I may have to go on another mission to White Castle and retry their impossible burger to see if maybe because that, that could be a huge difference going from wheat to soy. 
that there lies, my friend, and what, what could be the big difference in the consistency and the taste of, of what I've experienced today versus what we had. But I want to thank you. That was a powerful review. Oh, I, was, I mean, it was, it was almost life-changing for me to, to, to witness it, and I'm sure it was for the fans of Flock of Amish. You think you'll go vegan, though, because of this? Is that how it's going to change your Here, life? Here's my thing. Yeah. I'm ready for anything, accepting of everything. I just want it easy, like electric cars. Mm-hmm. I don't hold on to the past, even though I am very nostalgic for the 80s. It's just I want it easy. So electric car, I want it cheap. I, you know, charges quickly. The same with these these vegan things. I have no I'll, I'll, I have no beef with the vegans. No, no, I, I'm not understanding. That's a powerful joke. Wasn't you, it? you you use electric cars as making your life easier. Why why an electric car? I don't get it. I mean, you. What have, I'm trying to say is to, to embrace the new things like vegan or anything that electric cars have been around for a long time. Remember when we were kids and we had the racetrack, the cars. You'd squeeze your Johnny little Lightning. You squeeze the the um, Hot Wheels. Hot not not Hot Wheels. It was actually where you'd race your uh, your brother or sister or whatever, and you had the little electric the gun that you would squeeze the trigger. And it would shoot your, your race yes. car around the track. Well, we did when the Transformer got warm and we put ice cubes on it. Ouch. Yeah, that's a true story. But anyway, what I'm saying is embracing these. I'll, I'll eat anything if it tastes good. Okay. That's uh, the bottom line. Well, now we have to wash down what we just ate. And Diggs. Uh, this is a powerful episode because it's a re- powerful review uh, episode, but it also includes two reviews. It does. Two for the price of one. I'm washing my palate with Diet Coke. He enjoys Diet Coke. Okay. Um, as we all know, craft beers and whatnot, hugely popular. Um, Dags ridicules me because I'm just a simple man. I like my Miller High Life. I don't ridicule what, what I ridicule you, and I, I, I commend you on trying this burger. Mm-hmm. What pisses me off is you don't try stuff. That's not true. No, I'm just saying... Okay, maybe that's my uh, impression. But what pisses me off is not trying things. So you tried the Whopper, mm-hmm. and now you're going to try. Now, now you know I tried the Impossible Burger at White Castle. Okay. Um, I have tried many craft beers. To me, there's only three, and everybody, with a craft beer, here's the gimmick. Here is the gimmick. I'll tell you this right now. And I, and I, 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 uh, challenge anybody to prove me wrong on this craft beer isn't the taste of the beer in the bottle it's the name you choose to put on the bottle that's what people are after because there's only so many things you can do with beer and i want a beer guru to, to prove me wrong on that so you like the ironic names you like the quirky names that's done deliberately to draw attention to the fact that this is the same beer of a hundred others that's what it is now would it's you say name. that's part of the power of this podcast because of its powerful name the amish baby machine I think the powerful name is Johnny Rage. But I mean, seriously, have you ever heard of such a unique and powerful name as the Amish baby machine? No, No, you haven't. I haven't. I haven't. But do do you agree with me on my assessment of what I'm telling you about the beer names? It's more about that. I agree with the beer. It's a combination of everything. It's the graphics. They tend to have really cool graphics. Right. They tend to have whimsical, ironic names. The hipster movement, everything about it comes together in a powerful, oh my God, the hands are moving again, a powerful critical mass 
of pop culture. But everybody thinks they've got that favorite craft beer. Oh, man, have you ever tried that angry minnow stuff? That's really, really good. Why are those minnows so angry? Because the beer is the same. I'm angry. It's it's They're just trying to... They're trying to pawn it off as this new and innovative beer, and it's not. But here we go. Dags has challenged me to try. This is uh, this comes from Fair State Brewing Cooperative. Wow. Powerful state of Minnesota, huh? Lemongrass, ginger, and lemon hard water, a brewed seltzer. Now look at this. Bubbly crafted with whole ingredients in just enough party to make it pop. See, I mean, they just try to get so, I mean, Miller High Life doesn't have to do that. They just put on their Miller High Life. That's all they need. They don't need all this production piece and pink and purple and green little things on it. So. Describe the can. Describe the uh, graphics. Uh, the can reminds me as if I'm about ready to grab a lemonade, an off-brand lemonade. It's kind of a, it's not a lime. It's not a lemon. It's kind of a lemony line. And then they use a black font and a black logo on it. And the biggest word you can see is hard water, okay? Now, the first thing that turns me off about that is my mom and dad have hard water at home. It's that tap water from the well, and I can't stand it. And we call that hard water, and then they have to get a water softener. So I'm instantly turned off by what this is called, by the hard water name. Now, when I see it, the graphics... Did you get a picture of it? Yeah, I have a picture. You do, okay. Yeah. When I, when I see the graphics and the name, I think of heavy water. I think of something radioactive. Now, when you look at that, quickly, when you look at that logo, doesn't it remind you of Starbucks? Bloop. Starbucks, kind of. The powerful circular logo. Does it remind you of Starbucks it's, or not? Uh, no, I'm not getting Starbucks, but I could see that. Okay. Um, so Dags, you know, he knows that uh, I'm an, I, I don't like the hard waters or the the Coronas that they're making, the White Claws, Black Claws, Purple Claws. I'm a, I'm a Miller High Life guy. Well, they're getting a lot of uh, pushback that they're for the ladies. Well, it is for the ladies. So I wanted you to... Could you imagine going out to the bar and saying, could you give me a hard water, please, when you're with your buddies, you know, you just got done playing a game of rugby and stuff, and, hey, give us a picture of Miller High Life. What do you want? Johnny, what do you want? Um... You got a hard water back there? <laughs> to be fair, though, I remember back in the day at the club, all you would drink is Zima. Oh, gosh. All right, let's open this up. Let's just hear how yeah, this but I want you to open it near the microphone. I want that. to hear the okay. crack. Get it all okay. the way up all there. Right. All the way up there. All right, hold on. I got to. Okay, here we okay. go. Here, we, here go. we go. Did you notice how I did that in like three stages? It was, it was, it was erotic. I'm not okay. going to lie to you. Now, the first thing we do is a smell test. I loved Rockstars because that the moment you open it up, that smell in those power drinks. Now read the, the, three, the three flavors, and I want to see if you're sensing each flavor. as you... Lemongrass, ginger, and lemon. Okay, smell it and tell me what you smell. I smell lemongrass, ginger, and lemon. I definitely smell the lemon with a hint of ginger. Yeah, I mean, you smell everything they're saying here. Lemongrass, ginger, and lemon. I'm not a fan of the ginger, I'll tell you that right now. So this is already kind of turning me off. But I do like this bubbly crafted with whole ingredients and just enough party to make it pop. All right. Smell it. The smell test. Uh, it doesn't He's smelling. It doesn't say drink me. Uh, you're going to enjoy this. I'll tell you that right off, the, right off the bat. Okay. It doesn't say that to me. It says pucker up. Accept it. I'm taking the first swig. Are you ready? In three, two, one. I'm not going to swig it. I'm, I'm going to put it in my mouth 
and swirl it around before I drop it down the throat. The mouth feel. Yeah, here we go. Very visceral. We'll take another swig. You can never, you have to put it in the palate, enjoy it on the tongue, and then push it down to the stomach. Here we do. Number two, swig. Swig number two. Again, taste test right here on Amish Baby from the Fair State Brewing Cooperative. I'm trying hard water. It's a brewed seltzer. This is lemongrass, ginger, and lemon. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Initially, what does it taste like? Do you remember you when you were a kid and we were so broke, we never got lemonade often? So what we would do is we would take the lemon juice out of the refrigerator and we would mix that. And we didn't even know what portions to mix it, but we did. And sometimes when you would mix it, it would be initially weak, but you'd have the lemon flavor in your water. Do you remember those days? Did you ever do that? I do. And then you'd have to add sugar to it to make, to, to, uh, but you had to find that right quantity. And it was, I'm going to need you to shut your phone off. And it was, uh, that, that's, um, a lot of people are commenting. They are. The internet is buzzing as Um, we speak. So, but I'm I'm trying to take you back. I'm taking you back to the eighties, maybe even the seventies. Lemon juice. We didn't have lemonade, so we made our own. That's what this hard water reminds me. Can I burp? Excuse me. I love your digs. Nobody burps better than you. You've got these Godzilla-esque burps, like a. They are powerful. They oh, are they're powerful. very powerful. Um, powerful timber to them. Now I want to, as we, as we're talking about yeah. lemonade, I'm thinking back to the incredibly horrible Country Time lemonade. Oh, I love that stuff. Now that to me tasted like we're talking heavy water. That tastes like if you took the Chernobyl reactor and drained it, mm-hmm. and whatever was left. Just the bottom of the reactor barrel, that was the country time. It was the most synthetic, chemically, is that a word? Chemically tasting we're using swill it. I've ever had. I hated country time. Tell me you were, were not a fan of uh, Tang and what. Now, when I say Tang, we used to eat that without adding water to it. It was just like a, remember a lickamate or lickum stick? You just took the sugary goodness of the Tang. You take a little spoon, dig into it. The Tang powder. Are you familiar, Dan? Yes, it's the astronauts. Yeah, but did you power the astronauts? Did you did you uh, overdose, get sugar shock on Tang like I did, or no? You, did you actually mix it with the water? We we were in a Tang family, so you never had Tang as a kid. No, I never had Tang until I was older. Really? Wow, you're scarred for life if you've never had Tang. That's a whole new yeah. Experience. It was sweet Tang. I heard. Yeah, it's a sweet Tang. Um, so let's go back to this review here. Um, brewed seltzer. Now, do you like this Dags? Have you tried one? This seems like this would be kind of a Dags drink. I did. I tried it because I like to. Mm-hmm. I'm going in for sip three. I like to try something different. I thought not enough carbonation. Mm-hmm. I enjoy ginger. Ginger is a powerful, complex flavor to me. Did you like Marianne or just ginger? No, you know I love Gilligan. So the powerful ginger complex, you know, I like it so strong that it burns your mouth. Mm-hmm. That to me, all I could, it was lemongrass, little lemony, not enough carbonation. I appreciated the concept of it. I would have brought the ginger up a little more. 
there's too much lemon. Lemon's a powerful flavor, and lemon can overpower something. It's kind of like if you have green peppers on a pizza. That's it. All you taste is the green pepper. It's too strong of a flavor. So I would have put ginger and maybe something down a couple notches. By the way, I disagree with you with the green pepper on a pizza. One of my favorite pizzas is onions, sausage, and green pepper. But let me ask you this. Ask me whatever you want. Do you feel the green pepper is the most potent flavor out of all those? Not, not at all. I, I, Onion? I, 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 that's what, I want all three. I taste no, but all when three. You, when you taste it, do you smell it? Now, onion is a powerful flavor with well, all the allicin with, in it. With Domino's. So I could see onion. Onion's right up there with garlic, powerful flavors to cut through. Well, that's what I, when I, when I, first of all, Domino's has done a real good job. They reinvented their pizza about five years ago. And they go with that garlic butter spread on the back side of the crust. And that's what you smell when you walk into a Domino's or when it's delivered. You're not smelling green pepper, sausage, or onion. You're smelling garlic. What's the deal with the corn, the corn meal on the bottom? I can't stand that. Why do they do that? Corn meal on the bottom. Yeah, have you ever noticed they, they put the corn meal, the corn powder to get it to not stick? You know, back in the day, they would use white flour. Yeah. Now they use corn meal. It's probably cheap. Oh, that's probably exactly what it is. But I don't like that because corn is a strong flavor and it takes away. Corn should have nothing to do with pizza. And let me ask you the age-old question. Does pineapple, should pineapple be on a pizza? Never. Absolutely not. Ruin a pizza, put a pineapple on it. To me, when you have a pizza, it should be, your toppings should be things that should enhance the pizza through cooking them. Okay. Most things, their flavor is enhanced when they reach high temperatures. Sausage, onion, green pepper. Pineapple isn't meant to be cooked. It actually ruins the flavor, so therefore, no to the pineapple on pizza. Excellent. No pineapple on the pizza. Now, getting back to your radioactive water, Mm -hmm. let's go back to... I'm, gonna, I'm taking it back to the Whopper Take out of five buggy wheels. What are you giving it? Man, I was really trying to be hypercritical of this thing because I'm just a meat-loving guy, and I just wanted this to not be very good because it's like, how dare you encroach and infringe on the meat lovers of America? Um, like I said earlier, it's good to know that there's a back. If, if we ever have a nuclear holocaust and all the cows die, at least we know we have a backup plan. It's probably, I mean, would I go order this thing? After today, maybe one more time, just to make sure that the same taste and flavor that I felt today is consistent. But other than that, when you go get a hamburger, here's the debate. Why would you want something like this? To me, it defeats the purpose of going to Burger King altogether. That's a whole topic of conversation we can talk about after. It is. Okay. Um, But I would have to give this high marks. I would say... When you look at it up close, it doesn't look like meat. It looks more like those sausage patties that you get at uh, a hotel chain where they serve you breakfast the next day. They've got those really bad sausage patties that are made out of soy. That's what it kind of looks like. I'm suspicious of the grill marks on it, but that could be the case for just about any hamburger. Um, I like when I take my hamburger off of the grill, it's got that wet glaze look to it because it's been kind of um, the the moisture has been cooked out of it it's on top it didn't have that it was a little dry 
So in terms of presentation, I don't like the look of it. I told you it's too symmetrical for me. But in terms of taste, wow, uh, they nailed it. Uh, whatever they did between the time I had the White Castle burger and this time, or maybe Burger King just does a better job with it. I, I, I give it very high marks. I, I'm not going to give it a five. Well, nothing's really a five. Well, you can't because you always have to strive. Just like this. This show's a five. Well, other than that, yes. Yes, that reminds us. It reminds me, please leave a review. Please subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review or whatever podcatcher you're using. Leave a five-star review. It does two things. It helps us in our rankings, and it unlocks the secrets of the universe. Yes. So I would give the Whopper Impossible Burger, I'm, again, I can't say this enough. I've said a three. I'm going to say four times. Pleasantly surprised. I thought... If you gave this to me and didn't tell me it was the Impossible Burger, I don't know if I could have told you the difference. Wow. Yeah. But again, through more research, opening up the bun and looking at it, I would. Okay. So I give it, uh, I'm going to say a three and a half out of five. Wonderful. Where does your ranking come in? It was, the flavor was not as intense of beef for me. So I would take it down a little bit on that. But I would bring it back up because you don't get that, like, the greasiness. Mm-hmm. So, but all in all, it was good. And after you're done eating it, you don't feel like, it seems like, you know, you get that fast food doldrums after you eat it. Like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. That thing was almost refreshing. If a sandwich can be refreshing. I'm amazed at the discipline that you showed here. Here I pull out this Whopper. <clears throat> and you didn't ask for any of it. And you just watched. I, I mean, you you must have just had a big bowl of oatmeal or something because you had you didn't even want a, a little bite. I mean, because this would have been your second round. Didn't you kind of question, okay, the first one was okay, but let me see if that second one has that same consistency. It's amazing, my power, isn't it? It is powerful. Yes, the Very sharing, powerful. the caring, the loving. Yeah. Now back to hard water. Ah, uh, very, I'm not... Not good at all. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna give it a buggy wheel. It's not even deserving of a. Wow. Yeah, it's just not good. Let me ask you this: Will you finish it? No, not at all. Oh wow! How much are they? Let me ask you that. I don't remember. I bought a. They come in those weird. Was it like a four pack or something? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll I'll have to pay the cost of that because I I just can't get into that at all. Now there are some of those sparkling water things like Corona makes one that I enjoy, but it's just like a in between a beer. Breaks up the monotony of the beer. I'll have one, but not. I'm not going to sit back and drink six, seven of them. So, I think the lemongrass. It, it was too. That's too strong. They shouldn't have went with that. More carbonation, more ginger. Yes. Can we talk now about uh, hands free? How how are you handling that, Dags? Here in Minnesota, Dags brought it up earlier that we converted. You can no longer have your telephone, your cell phone, in your hand. Um. To make a phone call, we used to, you, can't, you could never text while you were driving. So now they took it a step further. We can't even make a phone call anymore. I've been struggling with this, Dags. Uh, how about you? How have you been Now, doing? you're a professional driver, so I'd like to hear your opinion. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, because it's hands-free, I, I, ha- I do have a Ford, and they've got that in sync. I can't sync it up for some reason, and that obviously would be the most seamless way to go. So I went to the Walmarts and I purchased one of those hands-free devices that holds your phone for you. 
that thing has been more of a pain in the ass than what it's worth. It actually plugs into your cigarette lighter, and then it's got this cord that I do like. It's a bendable cord, so you can kind of put your phone in any position you like. And then you can also charge your phone because the portion that goes into your cigarette lighter on the back side of it has a USB port. So I like that portion of it. But then the phone is too heavy for this thing. So most of the times when it's in the upright position, it swings its way down to the downward position and actually falls out of the cigarette lighter. Oh, I would get rid of that. Oh, and I find myself reaching for my phone while I'm driving. No, what I notice is, you know, they want the hands free. So you're right. You have to put your phone in some sort of contraption. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's more distracting, I think. No doubt. Because when, it, when people call you, you're trying to look at this phone from a distance away versus just bringing it up to your yes. side. Yeah. I, I think this could actually, and there, so far here in the state of Minnesota, as of yesterday, I think they said there was 1,200 citations given out, which does that seem like a lot when this hard deadline, I also felt there should have been like a year-long learning curve. That doesn't exist. A grace under pressure. Well, they say there Powerful is. Rush they album. say there's a $50 fine if you're pulled over, but the $50 fine with court costs actually works out to be about 185 So, Whoa. yeah, so there's no grace period. Now, I have a, my buggy has powerful built-in, I, I drive a luxury powerful um, buggy. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, hands-free, Bluetooth. It, um, it usually syncs pretty well. But when somebody calls you, do you still have to look at the phone or will it tell you? It comes up on the screen, on the, on the dash. Oh, it does. I have a powerful uh, flat screen. Okay, so, but even so, you're still from, from eyeball to screen three and a half feet away from it? Well, that's, you know, that's like the, it didn't go anywhere, but they had the heads-up display where it project the speed on your uh, windshield, kind of like a fighter jet. You have that in your vehicle? I do not, but that's oh. something they they uh, tried to push, and it it came out you know years ago, and they never really went anywhere. Mm-hmm. To me, though, too, that you're seeing that one way or another, you know, you're you're going to be distracted. Mm-hmm. So I think you just got to minimize it with the touch screen. I do have to. You're right. Take your eyes off the road and and hit the mm-hmm. hit the screen on the dash. Yeah. But the phone, I don't know. Like the phone would be even more difficult because then you got to you pretty much have your head down. Like at this, at least the screen is in, you know, the same straight ahead. I haven't used any of the phone, the holders. So I don't know if that would be better or worse. Uh, there, there has to be a far better. I mean, and I noticed as I'm scrolling through the social media, as they're banging out all these newfangled devices where you put your phone in and there, there's got to be one far better than what I currently have. I can't continue to use it. I'll be in an accident going hands-free if I continue to use the one that I currently have. Well, you need to, if someone calls you, you you need to not have to push anything, just say hello. Well, you, hello, it's me. Oh, my God. Lionel Richie's going to be at the State Fair. I'm in for the summertime. No, no, I'm not talking about Lionel Richie. I'm talking about uh, uh, the lady. How dare you? How dare, how dare you? How dare you, sir? Oh, so hands-free, uh, I, it's, it's going to take me a bit to get used to this. I get all shaky. I can't, you know, the phone rings. They're like, who is that? I can't even see. My phone's on the, on the floor of my car because that stupid little thing that was supposed to make it easier for me to see it flipped over and fell, and, and you get all shaky and sweaty. It's like, I got to know who this is. I, oh, my gosh, and then somebody's texting me. You just feel like you're just, this anxiety that's brought on by this whole thing. 
You know, um, there's the whole thing where no one answers the phone anymore because, you know, they're afraid. I'm not answering. I don't know who that is. But sometimes I do the opposite. I'll answer it. And then it turns out to be something you didn't want to talk to because the phone number is different. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Sometimes people will do that deliberately. That's a trick. If somebody won't call me back or won't pick up, I'll grab somebody else's cell phone and then call them and all of a sudden, hello. <laughs> and you're like, oh, hey, you did pick up. Oh, yeah, yeah, my phone was dead. You know, they give you some BS story. That's why the I like the Facebook Messenger because it has an obnoxious ping. Yeah. So you know they're not ignoring that. Who is it? Oh, no. Because <laughs> you might have the thing. You might ignore it in front of your lady friend, but you hear that ping. She's saying, who is it? Yeah, there's nothing. That That's exactly right. That That powerful ping or that text ping that you get when you're driving hands-free. There's just nothing more powerful that makes you want to look at your phone. We should have silencers as well. You need to just turn off all notifications when you're in the vehicle. Maybe that's the key to all this whole thing. Leave the phone turned off in the vehicle, I guess. No, un- unless you're listening to the Amish Baby Machine pop culture podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. As Johnny Rage stated, we are available on Stitcher Radio, CarPlay, everything, Google Play, all plays. We're just playing. So when you're in the car, don't touch the phone. Just get the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast queued up. There's the hands. The up. hands are going. They're going, yes. And then just enjoy you it. Look like a fan, like that's like right. an osprey. That's right, Fredo. Oh, Fredo. We didn't even get into Fredo. Fredo. What did you think? Como. Cuomo. Cuomo. What'd you think of him blowing a gasket? Because uh, in some guy, do you think he deliberately? Here, here's the thing without getting into politics, because people are so nuts in politics. Well, this is nothing political. No, this I'm, is, I'm just saying, though. This is an old, did he overreact or But not? everyone, everyone, you know, takes sides, so you can't even have an, you can't have a conversation anymore. But that was a setup, and I don't like gotcha journalism. I don't like ambush. So yeah, okay, who's, who set that up in your eyes? The guy that called him Fredo. Okay, but sometimes... Because they were going to record it, and yeah. they knew it was going to get a reaction out of him. Yeah. But, but like I was telling my wife, CNN ratings are, are tanking big time. How do we know Chris Como didn't? Uh, just that's, the whole thing was a setup. No, I'm not past anything. I don't yeah. believe anything anymore. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't like, like when Michael Moore uh, set up, uh, what's his name from uh, Planet of the Apes, Charlton Heston. You damn dirty ape. Remember that when he set him up? Yeah. I don't like that gotcha journalism. Because if you're at some party or I don't even know what the function was and someone comes up and says some shit to you, you're going to react. Well, But he played it up too. He played it up. He went, he went over the top. He you know, said words and compared other words to other words, which is bullshit too. Bottom line is it's just, it's all crap. But Dags, you're, you're a Paisan. I'm a Paisan. If somebody called you Fredo, would you respond to that? We're Amish Italian. Amish Italian. I mean, if somebody came up to you and called you Fredo, uh, would you? There would be headbutts involved. Wow. So you'd be pissed. I wouldn't forget about it. Well, when I was back in high school, you know what they used to call me? Fredo means nothing to me because back in the day in high school, I had a number of kids that thought it was funny. I can't, I shouldn't even say, I'm not, you know, this is a podcast. I can't even say what they used to call me. That's fine. Yeah. But, but look where you are now. I know, powerful. powerful I'm the most powerful podcast podcast ever created. See, it created, it it built that in me. It did. It made me more powerful. It's like uh, Nietzsche says, don't label someone. 
because if you label them, then they have to wear that "Hello, my name is Johnny Rage" sticker, and then you leave it on. You go to the grocery store. Hello, Johnny. Or how about the "I voted" sticker that yes. you forget? Yeah, I'm not big into the sticker thing at all, except when it comes to Amish Baby Machine sticker giveaway on Twitter. Yeah, we gave away the powerful 1995 collectible Spider-Man stickers. Who's the winner? I'm going to need you to go to Twitter. Oh, yes. You go to follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. I kind of thought I'd have some insight to this because I'm a powerful co-host here. Not doesn't I? I don't rank where I get the insider information. You're gonna find out. Okay. But I want the fans of Flock of Amish to follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Find out about our giveaways. Find out about our merch. Johnny Rage, did you have a good time today? Hey, anytime I'm eating and drinking and getting paid for it. Wait a minute. Am I getting paid for this? Anytime I'm eating and drinking anyway, I'm having a good time. You bet, Dags. And until next time, my friends, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine pop culture podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.